Dear Dad, After all these years, I've never stopped writing. I still remember many of the letters I've written you and the moments I wish you could have seen. Dear Daddy, I'm glad you had to leave. But I'm trying real hard to remember that you told me you'll always love me and to write you all the time. I didn't want you to go, but you pulled me close and hugged me tight, and you said that some things are worth fighting for. Dear Daddy, I learned how to roller skate today. You'd be so proud. I fell down sometimes and skinned my knees, so I tried again and again. I was brave just like you. Hey, Dad. Sorry I haven't ridden in a while. I'm 14 today. Can you believe it? Don't worry, though. No boyfriends. Mom and I are doing well. Sometimes we get lonely, but it's not too bad. Dear Dad, High school graduation. I really wish you were here today. College is just around the corner. I'm staying close to home, though. I figured you'd want me to help keep an eye on Mom. Dear Dad, today I married the man of my dreams. He reminds me of you. He's gentle yet strong. He loves serving me, and he can make me laugh all the time, just like you could. Granddaddy went ahead and walked me down the aisle, said that you'd be proud of me. It was a wonderful day seeing so many friends. We talked about you a lot and how we wished you were here. Oh, Daddy, I love coming to visit you. This time, I brought someone else. Your granddaughter. I tell her about you all the time. We talk about the letters I write you and that maybe she can write you too someday. Yesterday, she told me she'd love to meet you. So I pulled her close, hugged her tight, and told her about how some things in this world are worth fighting for, even dying for. Love always, your daughter. Jesus said to his disciples, Greater love hath no man than this, that he would lay down his life for his friends. And uh, I, think, I think Memorial Day is a, is a day that uh, we can, with God's blessing, honor those who have done just that, who have laid down their lives for, for something worth fighting for, for friends and, and for family. When uh, Grady and I took... Kimberly and Corbin to the airport a week or so ago. Uh, Grady, who's five, uh, he noticed before any of us did all the army men. That's what he calls anyone in uniform, despite their branch. Sorry, Marines. You are all army men, and that's okay right now. And uh, he noticed more and more getting off buses, getting off buses. And we walked through the airport. We got... We got Kimberly and Corbin checked in, and we said our goodbyes. And uh, we were leaving, and 
I've been looking for opportunities to teach my five-year-old what those good guys do. We've been talking about the difference between good guys and bad guys and trying to explain that there are some things worth fighting for and there are some some bad men out there that we need to be protected from and that, in fact, God and he ordains as ministers, he calls them in Romans, our government and those who would be the arm of the government to protect us, the military. It comes with God's orders and his blessing. And so we were walking out of the airport and... Uh, uh, I, I'm kind of I'm not a I'm not a real outgoing sort of person. Some of you know that about me. Uh, when I seem to be more outgoing, I'm faking it. Um, but uh, I said, you know what? I, I've got to I got to take the opportunity. And I had done this a couple times before, and he was younger. And I thought, you know what? He's getting a little older. Maybe he'll understand a little more. So I, I've got to do it. And so there were there were four or five guys standing at the ticket counter waiting. And uh, <laughs> I was holding Grady because he was a little upset that Mom and Corbin had just left. And so um, it was already a little bit emotional. And uh, so we start heading down, and, and what was a full airport, there was no one else on this whole wing. There were just like four soldiers waiting in line, and they were perfectly spaced out uh, as if they were ordered to be exactly seven feet apart. And they were holding their, their uh, bags, and they were waiting in line, and their faces were just straight and somber, and they were about their business. And one guy was in line, and the next guy was waiting, and we, we started walking towards him, and I thought, okay, this is our guy. Looked to be in his 40s. Probably, I would guess, had a wife and a couple kids of his own. But he was standing there alone with the other soldiers before him and behind him. And uh, we started marching towards him. And he noticed and gave us a sort of a look and looked back. And we kept coming and he looked back. And I think we made him a little bit nervous. Why are these, why are these two people coming towards me in the middle of an empty wing of an airport? And we walked up to him and I, I simply said, hi, my name is Daryl. And... Um, uh, this is my son, Grady. And I asked him what his name was, and he told us. And I said, because uh, he was still looking at us like we were half crazy, I said, I've been telling my son uh, that there are good guys out there and that there are bad guys. And we've been talking about what you do. And I said, we just wanted to say thank you for what you do. And I almost started to lose it. And this guy, he, he was in shock. It's like he couldn't believe somebody would stop and, and say this to him. And he's looking at Grady, and he... He gathered himself, and I gathered myself, and he said, he said, what is your name, son? And Grady told him, and he shook Grady's hand, and he said, thank you. And we said, thank you, and we went about our way. It is uh, it's sometimes, for me as pastor of this church, uh, if you've been here long at all, you know that the glory of God and our full attention on him is priority number one in this place. And we, we rarely ever deviate from that course from beginning to end. He is... He is our he is our focus. And this morning, as I as I was thinking through uh, Memorial Day, even um, it, it's not cheating God this morning for us to remember these things. It's not cheating God for us to remember those who have fought for what God says is worth fighting for, even to be his ordained arm of the law to protect the righteous. And to fight for righteousness sake. All right. And so this morning, as I as I ponder that verse of Scripture, mind you, that greater love hath no man that he lay down his life for his friends. Of course, Jesus said that knowing that he would do that very thing. But Jesus is the ultimate example for all of us. So I think it, it's worth us taking a moment, amen, to, to in our hearts say thank you for those who have gone behind and left family members who have, who have uh, missed the opportunities, missed the blessings that we've 
gained because of their sacrifice. There were men in that airport that day leaving their small children for a long time. For a long time. And um, Kimberly was leaving for a week and, and Grady could just not bear it. And these children were watching their fathers and mothers leaving for who knows how long. Who knows how long. And so that's worth that's worth our, uh, our heartfelt thanks this morning. There are many of you who've served in a branch of the military. And I thought of having you stand, but uh, being from a military family myself, I thought, you know what, let's let you sit. Um, no one that I know, and especially those who have gone through active duty and seen uh, harm's way, uh, desire to stand before you and have you applaud them. But... Um, this morning, we, we want to say thank you to those. Uh, I've asked Eric to come up. Eric was, uh, was a former Marine. He's going to come up, and he's going to say our blessing and our prayer this morning. Uh, he's going to ask God's protection over uh, that military force that is still in harm's way. Amen? Can we do that this morning? Come on up, Eric. You can use this microphone here. And, um, and we're going to pray and uh, thank God for those he... Yeah, you got a, you got an attachment. For those who he has uh, ordained to guard us, and thank you, Eric, for, uh, for your service and the rest of you men and women for, for your service. All right? Would you pray with us from the depths of your heart? Yeah. Father God, we just want to come to you today and thank you so much for what you've done for us. Thank you for the men and women out there today, uh, around the world, uh, here in the U.S. and around the world in theaters of battle. Uh, sacrificing every single day for, for those of us who are here left behind. Lord, I ask you to keep your hand of protection around them as they're in conflict and battle. also ask you to keep your hand of protection and provision around the families that are left behind. Lord, like the, uh, the video that we just watched, I come to you and say, Daddy, thank you. Thank you for your protection and your provision. Thank you for continuing to guide us and direct us in our walk. And although I ask you not to let us not forget about all the men and women who are around the world fighting for our freedoms here, sacrificing every day, let us not forget that we are in a spiritual battle every day left behind here in the U.S. and in the world fighting for the good fight, Lord, fighting for the kingdom. And give us strength and courage as we continue to battle every day, knowing that, Lord, that you will protect us and guide us and that there will be sacrifices that will have to be made. But, Lord, when we frame it all in Jesus, Jesus sacrificed it all for those who rejected him. And, Lord, we just ask you to continue to guide us and direct us and give us wisdom to do our part here on earth uh, while we're here. And, again, thank you for the men and women. Continue to protect them, guide them, direct them. And, uh, Lord, your will be done. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. There are those... Uh, as you think of Memorial Day, there are those who have no holiday who have made the ultimate sacrifice. Those who, for naming the name of Christ, uh, have lost family, friends, and sometimes their life. There are those around our world today, of course not us, not here, but there are those worth remembering this morning who have no building to worship, who have no freedom as we do this morning to worship. And they have no holiday. Watch this short video of one such 
one such group who has has no holiday, but they will have our thoughts this morning. Watch this. in the morning her local time and I think it's remarkable that these people are just now beginning to set up for worship they were thinking about worshiping here inside the Bernadette church but uh, right now things are being moved to a setting just outside the building we estimate it's about 450 to 500 people were killed here and we estimate the population of this town before the attack was about 2,000 some of the Muslims that we're staying in Dogonahawa with the Christians left earlier before the attack. How did they know to leave early? No one knows. The villagers got up that morning to see them packing and leaving without telling anybody leaving. Not knowing that there is an attack they are planning. (laughs) Now when the attackers came, they came with those particular villagers that were staying here and those villagers were pointing at houses. They would tell them, burn this house, then burn this house, burn this one, kill this one and just leave this one. No problem, but kill this other one. You know, they were pointing at houses. That is why not all houses were burned at a stretch as it used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, but the dead casualties are much more than burnt. So this is selected then? Yes, in burning because a lot of times people want to send their women out to have them been safe uh, before, before the danger, and not knowing to them that these people were outside the city. As the children and the women are going to escape for their lives, they keep killing, killing them because most of them were holding machets, knives, and mm-hmm. long swords. They keep dividing some of them, uh, cutting their heads into two, even a little child, no matter how small, and some little children who could run, they would follow them as far as almost half a kilometer to kill them. There was no mercy for anyone trying to escape. How many uh, attackers were there? Uh, according to one of them, he said about 300 of them came in here. It was such a premeditated attack. Yes. The Christians haven't retaliated. No, not at all. This is also another proof to tell the whole world that Christians never fight with Muslims. All that has been happening in Jos is Muslims attacking Christians, in some cases Christians defending themselves. the song, even in another language, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Amy Carmichael wrote this poem. Hast thou no scar? Hast thou no scar, no hidden scar on foot or side or hand? I hear thee sung as 
mighty in the land. I hear them hail thy bright ascendant star. Hast thou no scar? Hast thou no wound? Yet I was wounded by the archers, spent. Leaned me against a tree to die and rent. By ravening beasts that compassed me, I swooned. Hast thou no wound, no wound, no scar? Yet as the master shall the servant be, and pierced are the feet that follow me. But thine are whole. Can he have followed far? Who has no wound? Who has no scar? Amy Carmichael. Missionary to orphans in India. She suffered much and bore much eternal fruit. Back in the 1920s, Amy rescued hundreds of orphan children, especially little girls that would be dedicated to Hindu gods for use in sexual temple rituals. By God's wonderful grace, some had miraculously escaped from such pagan slavery and were led to the Irish mother, quote, mother, who lovingly cared for each child God sent her. In 1931, she prayed, God, please do with me whatever you want. Do anything that will help me to serve you better. That same day, she fell, suffering fractures that would cripple her for the rest of her life. No one... Could discourage her. She was not bitter when faced with pain or persecution. Amy now found the opportunity to demonstrate God's faithfulness before a much larger host of witnesses. While her growing children had continual freedom to enter her bedroom and share their hearts with their beloved, quote, mother, she now had a quiet time that allowed her to write books, poems, and letters that were translated and shared around the world. Great is thy faithfulness, she would declare. And quote Hebrews 12, as those who were the great host of witnesses surrounding her. We saw this passage last week as we looked into James. We looked back into Hebrews, which says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, and we are, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Paul to the Philippians lifted up a couple people who deserved honor. In Paul's estimation, they were righteous and they were faithful to God. Despite joy, despite pain, they were faithful. And Paul wrote to the Philippians and said, listen, these guys ought to be honored. Listen to what he said about Timothy. But I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly so that I also may be encouraged when I learn of your condition. For I have no one else of kindred spirit. He has this to say of Timothy. There's no one else of kindred spirit who will genuinely be concerned for your welfare. For they all seek, everyone else. The majority of people in this world, even those so-called church-going believers, listen to what Paul said, for they all seem to seek after their own interests and not those of Christ Jesus. But you know of his, Timothy's, proven worth. He's proved it. He's been tested and there's proof. But you know of his proven worth, that he served me in the furtherance of the gospel, like a child serving his father. Therefore, I hope to send him immediately as soon as I see how things go with me. And I trust in the Lord that I myself 
will also be coming shortly. And then he went on to talk about a guy named Epaphroditus. And he lifted up Epaphroditus as a faithful servant, someone who needed to be memorialized in the church's eyes. It is good to elevate those who are faithful and righteous and who endure. It's good to lift up men and women who endure under various trials so that we might all be challenged and encouraged. Listen to what he said about Epaphroditus. He called him my brother. He calls him a fellow worker. He calls him a fellow soldier who is also your angel and your minister. And he's a minister to my needs, Paul says. Now listen to what what qualified Epaphroditus to get all those titles. It's because he was longing for you all as he was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. You guys heard that he was sick and he was worried about you because you were worried about him. More than that, he was indeed sick. He was sick to the point of death, Paul says, but God had mercy on him and not only on him, but also on me so that I would not have to suffer sorrow upon sorrow, losing such a guy like Epaphroditus. Therefore, I have sent him all the more eagerly so that when you see him again, you may rejoice and I may be less concerned about you myself. Men like this are to cause us to rejoice. Then he said this to the church. Receive him, Epaphroditus, Timothy, all men and women of this status. Receive them in the Lord with all joy and hold men like him in high regard because he came close to death for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was deficient in your service to me. I think it's worth it this morning to give those who have no holiday as we celebrate Memorial Day to also memorialize and remember those who around the world. This video, just a sample of many, many, many places, unlike where you sit today, where it is illegal to name the name of Jesus. You lose not only friends, you lose not only family, you can lose your life. They burn down churches. And it should amaze you that that they come back together and they sit in a burnt building and sing, Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. I read this a few weeks ago from another martyr for the faith, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He said this, It is by grace, it is by grace, In fact, the grace of God that a congregation is permitted to gather visibly in this world to share God's word and sacrament. Not all Christians receive this blessing. The imprisoned, the sick, the scattered lonely, the proclaimers of the gospel and heathen lands, they stand alone. They know that visible fellowship is a blessing. They remember, as the psalmist did, how they went with the multitude to the house of God With the voice of joy and praise, with a multitude, they kept holy day. Therefore, let him who until now has had the privilege of living in common Christian life with other Christians praise God's grace from the bottom of his heart. Let him, that's us, by the way, if you're missing this, let let us thank God on our knees and declare it is grace and nothing but grace that we are allowed to live in a community with Christian brethren. And I would add, and not get arrested, and not get shot, and not have our church burned. (laughs) And that's going on all around the world. Now, I'm not, this morning, I'm not, 
My goal is not to depress you. My goal is to not guilt you even this morning. My primary goal is to elevate those who deserve to be remembered. Amen. Uh, from our military to those who not fight the, the warfare on the streets and in, in, in the battlefields, as Eric prayed, but as he finished his prayer, those who fight the spiritual battles and also risk their physical lives by doing so. See, many of us fight spiritual battles every day, but we're not risking our physical life by doing it. We are extremely blessed. We take extreme we take it for extreme granted that we have all these blessings. This morning, my, my goal, however, is not to guilt you. It's not to depress you. It is to say to you, uh, we ought not forget. We ought not forget those who've given their life on the battlefield. And we ought not, surely believers, we ought not forget those who give their life every day, who risk their life every day in places that it's, 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 not, it's not safe. To love Jesus. It's not safe to love Jesus. So if that's a challenge to you, uh, that's good. It ought to be. But this morning I want to close our service. We'll sing one more song as we go. And we're going to uh, enjoy our blessings together today. We're going to, we're going to fellowship together. And we're going, to spend, uh, we're going to spend some time together eating and enjoying the freedom we have. And enjoying the blessings that have been provided to us. But as we finish, we're going to, we're going to pray. And we're going to pray for those here now who have no Memorial Day. Amen? Yeah. Why don't you pray with me? Father God, we, we do celebrate this day. And as our hearts break, as we see some of these things, and we're reminded of some of these things that are going on around the world for those who name the name of Jesus, while we sit here in this air-conditioned room, just wondering when the service is going to be over sometimes, uh, wondering why it's not a little bit cooler, wondering why the songs may not have been exactly what we have chosen. We have all kinds of spoiled, rotten, churchy entity stuff in our heads. You know, why isn't, why isn't this happen more? And why don't they do this? And Whatever it is, God, this morning, may we just fix our hearts on those who, without any of the perks, they love Jesus. That's it. Without any of the perks, they love Jesus. And last week, Father, I ended by saying there are many of us who would say we're Christians, we're churchgoers, we're believers, we've been born again. But it really boils down in, in southeast of the United States, especially here in the Bible Belt, is whether or not we actually love Jesus. Do we love Jesus Monday through Friday? Is our love crazy like this book we've been reading that some of us finished and others of us, we didn't make it all the way. And that's okay. got to come back to the question do we do we love jesus this morning as we as we look to those who without perks without benefits they love jesus they love jesus and they're and they're losing their lives for you lord our hearts do break and we are challenged and there is some guilt but we set all that aside for this very moment because those who have given their lives and those who sacrifice their freedoms and those who those who are fighting the good fight in a, in a, in a way, in a battlefield that is, that is far more harsh than ours here in America, Father, especially in this Bible belt, as we call it. For those who have, who have gone to that extreme for the love of Jesus, we ought to just set our guilt and all that other stuff aside for the moment and praise you and glorify you for faithful men and women. 
we, we remember them. We, we seal them into our hearts this morning. We memorialize them. We give them their due holiday. We spend our holy day saying thank you for faithful men and women who love you because your love is so great for us. And we on our knees, as Bonhoeffer said, we count our blessings. And we'll go today and we'll fellowship together with, with grand smiles on our face. Because those who have given their lives for the faith, they would have us do no other. They would not have us sit around somber. They would not have us sit around with broken hearts. They would have us to rejoice in the Lord always, to rejoice with each other to celebrate the freedom that we have not only in Christ but the freedom we have here in our our America so we do that we honor them with that we like Paul we hold in high esteem faithful men and women we remember them and we honor them this morning Jesus, thank you for being the one who set the model for laying down your life for a friend. You did just that. We gather in this place always, always, Lord, to memorialize you, to celebrate a living Jesus, to celebrate a victorious Jesus who died and was raised again, who suffered For those who uh, had declared our God our enemy. Uh, you did it for us, God. You did it for us. Your love is extravagant. Your love is grand. Your love is beyond our comprehension. Shape us according to your great love. Change us according to your great love. Raise us up. Lift our voices according to your great love. We love you, Jesus. Might we grow in our righteousness and grow in our discipleship and grow in our sanctification to the point where we, we're not just Christians, quote, we're not just churchgoers, we're not just believers, but we're great lovers of our Jesus. We love you. And we sing this, our, our songs of praise. Amen. Why don't you stand? We're going to sing another song and we're going to go spend some time together in fellowship.